all those different situations, all those different scenarios in which money that goes into a designated fund, like a missions fund, uh, is spent for that designated purpose or returned to the donor, uh, depending on what the situation is. Hello and welcome to another episode of Law and Church, a podcast for church leaders. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with Josh Bryant, managing attorney at Church General Counsel and an ordained pastor. Hey, Josh, how's it going today? It's good. I had to try to make myself feel like a lawyer and actually put on a little blazer or something. Just make me feel like I'm out of the house and and do, doing something other than sitting at home trying to work from home. So I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, my wife has talked about that where she's like, yeah, I got to put on makeup today because we got a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just making sure to get back out into the, it, it has. It's changed definitely the routines. That's something for our family. We've had to, we've had to update our routines. It's definitely interesting. It is. Mm. Well, hey, we're going to jump into a topic today that I, I think it may not be on the forefront of everybody's minds, but it's very, very important. And that's, that is how to handle these canceled missions trips. You know, the summer's coming up, uh, you know, youth mission trips or, or just even the organized church mission trips, like making sure that we're, everything is set up appropriately. So um, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, our topic today, Josh. Yeah. You know, there are so many church leaders out there right now whose passion for the gospel has just not been sickened by the coronavirus. And it actually makes people sick thinking, my goodness, we've got to cancel a mission trip where we're going to go and share the gospel with those who may have never even heard it and people who are hurting right now who need yeah. to hear the gospel. Uh, but he, here's the problem. We've still got to cancel those mission trips. Uh, we, we can't ask people right now uh, in the midst of a pandemic to go uh, overseas uh, where healthcare may not be as good as it he- is here in the United States or go somewhere where they may be having an outbreak or, or anything like asking people to do that, the, the risk is, is just really, really high. And if, if we're going to do it, okay, great. God be with you. We'll be praying for you. But there are a lot of people who are saying, we really need to cancel this mission trip. What do we do? How, how do we, how do we go about doing that? And there are just some things that, that we need to take into consideration. Certainly, the quicker you cancel those mission trips, the better, uh, because airlines are honoring cancellations right now because of the coronavirus, and hotels are answer, uh, are honoring cancellations without fees and things like that. And so, now is probably a good time to be at least thinking about that, if not going ahead and pulling the trigger and canceling those mission trips. But what we've got to be careful of is that a lot of times when we do mission trips, and this is really the big problem, is that people give to the church specifically for missions or specifically for uh, a particular person's mission trip. And when we do that, that's a designated fund, uh, a designated gift. And that creates all sorts of issues with the law. And so uh, if you misspend that money, uh, it could become catastrophic for the church. And here at the Church Law Group, we've got some ways that we can help you with that. We want to talk through some of those today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's one of those things that, that even in a smaller church setting, you don't think it's like that was designated for missions itself. And then all of a sudden, like we talked in previous episodes, we're live streaming now. So all of a sudden we're getting new equipment and whatever else we got to make sure that those funds do not go towards that, that we have that documented trail of saying, Hey, we, you said that you wanted our, that, that donation, that offering to be used for this, then we need to make sure that, that it is used for that specific purpose. So, um, all right. So when we talk about that, better churches have documentation on what that designate, designated money is for. Yeah, absolutely. So ultimately, churches who are, are, are prepared right now know who gave money to what designated fund. 
and when it was given. Okay. And that's really the documentation that you need to have for every designated gift. You need to have a piece of paper somewhere, preferably with that person's signature on it or something from them, a letter from them or something that says, here's what this, this designated gift is for. Uh, if you don't have that documentation, then there are a couple of things that are going to, a couple of problems you're going to run into. Number one, you're not going to be able to redesignate it. If you don't know who gave what money for what purpose, and all you know is that fund is for missions, you can't take money out of that missions fund and go spend it on payroll to make sure that that people have paychecks while giving is down during the pandemic. Um, you can't go and spend it on building maintenance. You can't go and spend it on live streaming equipment like you talked about. And so the churches right now who are prepared know who gave the money and for what purpose. And the reason that's important is because if you need to redesignate that money, it's okay to do so as long as you've got the donor's permission to do so. And there are so many Bible-believing, godly people out there who are generous and who gave to the church saying, we want this to go to a mission trip. Uh, who, If you go to them right now and say, listen, with this pandemic, giving is down. Uh, we've got we're not going to be able to make payroll. That's going to leave these particular pastors without a job and we can't get unemployed. They may or may not be able to get unemployment. Uh, you know, there's just, it's going to create so many problems. Can we redesignate this money? Can we use that money to meet payroll for the next month? Can we use that money to up our game in terms of our live stream? And most of the time, those godly believers are going to say, listen, that money is God's. We gave it to the church. We want you to use it for what you want to use it for. Now, sometimes you're going to get people who say, nope, that's got to go to missions. All right, fine. It's got to go to missions. But you can redesignate that money with permission. So you need to know who to go ask permission from. If you don't, the IRS can make you give all that money back to the donor after you spent it on somebody else. That's a problem. Okay. And it's not the IRS. It's actually the courts that would do it. But at the end of the day, you've got to know who gave the money. And so better churches have that documentation on who gave the money, what it was designated for, and when it was given. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about the PR issues with that as well. Like yeah. you, it, it, It's a painful process to actually have to go through that. But then also, what is that reputation now afterwards if your church has has not handled funds correctly? I mean, that's a that's a big deal. And that that will always be on that church's reputation forever. Right. So you want to make sure that you're that you're careful in that. So um, we talked about that. So even having the strict policies on how they uh, obtain that that uh, that funding as well. So what are some of those policies that they need to make sure that they're putting in place? Yeah, you know, you know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said, if you fail to plan, you've planned to fail. Uh, and really, that's what this boils down to is we just have to have a plan. When somebody comes to us and says, hey, I want to give this money for this purpose, we need to have a plan on on how, whether we're going to do that. Uh, and if we do decide that that's what we want to do and accept that gift, uh, how we're going to document it and so forth and so on. And so you really have to have a process, a plan in place of, okay, here's when this person comes to us with this request to give us money for this purpose Here's how we evaluate that. Here's how we get the documentation. Here's how we document where the money went, what account it went to. Here's how we document how that money was spent and so forth. Uh, you need to really be very, very specific. This is, this is really a contract issue. When, we, when you boil it down to its nuts and bolts, this is a contract. This is somebody saying, I'm giving you this money for this purpose. And in exchange, you're agreeing to spend it for that purpose. That's a contract. Okay. And ultimately that's what it, what it all boils down to. So if we're going to, to deal in contracts where we're accepting designated gifts, then we need to have something in writing. We've got to have something in writing. And it's not that we don't trust people. It's that, listen, for our own protection, for our own sake, we want to make sure we get this right. And so what I have been advising churches for several years now to do is 
to have one policy for every designated fund you're going to have. So if you have a missions fund, you need a policy for that missions fund. And if you have a children's fund, you've got a policy for that children's fund. If you've got a technology fund, you've got a policy for that technology fund. And in that policy, you set forth, here are the things that money in this fund can be spent on. Okay. And so if it's a missions fund, they can be spent on mission trip scholarships, mission trip insurance, travel insurance, whatever, list it all out there. But here's the kicker at the bottom of that policy, what I would say is gifts to the designated fund. Okay. This money can be used for gifts to the general fund, not the designated fund. This, this designated fund can be used to make a gift to the general fund because then guess what? You don't have to go back and ask for permission. Okay. You've got a policy that says, here's the priority list of what we're going to spend money on. And at the bottom of that priority list in an emergency, like we have right now in a pandemic, we can make a gift to the general fund to spend on whatever need the church has. And so you have this policy, you have this document, you've got a letter that they write in the sign uh, that set, has the policy in it. It says, I'm giving you X amount of money. Here's what it can be used for including a gift to the general fund, sign here. And they sign it, you take the gift, you save that piece of paper, and you're protected, okay? So you've got a plan, you've got a process and through that, through how this, this, this whole thing works, and you do that for any designated fund you've got. Uh, and so if you'll do those things, you're gonna protect your church, you're gonna find yourself in a lot better position where money can be moved around when necessary through uh, such a policy and such a plan like that. So those are great points, Josh. So, you know, better churches also have a plan on what to do with funds that are not able to be used. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be situations that arise, you know, in one regard, we've kind of already talked about how if the money comes and uh, it's been spent and we get it back through, you know, travel refunds or travel insurance pays out, whatever, what do we do with that? Okay. In this particular regard, what we're talking about is, okay, let's say somebody gave for a specific person's mission trip, and now we've canceled that trip. You haven't spent the money yet, but it's still sitting there. What's the plan? What do we do after that? Okay, and so we got to have a plan in place for that. And it really is kind of part and parcel with our last point, talking about the process of how we receive money. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've got to understand that money was probably given by somebody who is not a member of your church so that a family member or a friend could go on a mission trip. Uh, so now the question is, do we give that money back? Do we use it for a future mission trip? Can we redesignate it? What, what do we do with it? Uh, and so there are all sorts of scenarios in which this money can come into the church and be in a designated fund, but now it can't be spent. Uh, you know, what happens if somebody gives money, it goes into the, the, the general fund or it goes into a designated missions fund and the person who's going on that mission trip uh, dies before they can go or they move away and they're no longer a member of our church. What do we do with that money? Well, it can't just sit there forever. We've got to have a plan in place to where we go back to the original donor, which again goes back to having good documentation on who gave what money for what purpose and, and when. Going back to that original donor saying, how, what, what do you want us to do with this? Can we use it for a different mission trip in the future? Can we use it for other mission trips? Can we use it for our general fund? Or do you want the money back? Whatever the case may be, sometimes you've got to go through that process. And if you don't have that plan in place, making those decisions on the fly is not going to be a good idea. Uh, and so we don't don't want to expect that things are going to go wrong all the time, uh, but we have to have a plan in place for when they do. And so when they when they go wrong, when a mission trip gets canceled, when somebody can't go on a mission trip, we could even be in a situation where a person who was going on a mission trip gave money to the church to buy the tickets and so forth to go on those mission trips. And the mission trip doesn't get canceled. That mission trip is in September. And we're saying, hey, coronavirus is over. We'll go ahead and go. But they say, I'm too afraid. I'm not going to go anymore. Now what do we do? 
you've got the money, you've spent some of the money or you've spent the money and it came back through a, a travel insurance policy or whatever. Now, what do we do with all of that? We've got to have a plan in place in order to know exactly how we're going to handle all those different situations, all those different scenarios in which money that goes into a designated fund, like a missions fund, uh, is spent for that designated purpose or returned to the donor, uh, depending on what the situation is. But I have to go back. If you've got a good policy in place from the get-go, none of that matters. You've already got that plan in place, ready to go. You know exactly what happens when a designated gift fails because it can't be used for that particular purpose. Absolutely. I'm just going to keep hitting on the PR side of this, right? <laughs> because yeah. again, you don't, your church wants to be able to have a plan in place to be able to, if, if that person, you'll use the example of, you know, a grandma who lives in another state wants her kid to her, her grandson or granddaughter, whatever, to go on this missions trip. And all of a sudden they move away or not part of the church anymore. And that fund, those, that money is sitting there. Uh, you definitely want to be able to say, you don't want to be looked at as a church. is like, well, we kept that money and we didn't have a plan in place to make sure that grandma got her money back. And now she is blasting the church all over social media or whatever. Hey, they took my yeah. money. They didn't give it back. I mean, there's, there's, as you, as you say, as an attorney, we prepare for the worst case scenario. Right. Um, and those, those situations happen all the time. So you have to be prepared to make sure you have that plan in place. And we have a resource for, uh, for church leaders right now, uh, as well. Right, Josh? We do. Absolutely. And so you can go to the churchlawgroup.com, download a template plan that we've got that helps churches take care of some of these really vital issues. And this is discounted like 90%. I know right now giving's down. And so we're discounting a lot of our forms and things that we typically sell, discounting at, at really substantial rates. And so go out there, find that form. You don't have to just use this for mission trips. This is, this is a template that you can put in place for any designated fund that you've got. Go out there and get that churchlawgroup.com. That's been another episode of Law and Church, and all the resources we've talked about today will be in the show notes. Uh, you can get those show notes on the Church Law blog at thechurchlawgroup.com or on our podcast website at lawandchurch.com. And of course, the show notes will always be available in your favorite podcasting app. That's right. And go do us a favor. Please go subscribe and review to our podcast. Listen, our heart is for the local church, and there are church leaders who really need to hear this stuff. And your review and subscription of the podcast just makes it that much more likely. And Certainly, we're going to be talking about stuff next week uh, that you're going to want to hear as we go into more detail. So uh, your subscription is also going to help make sure that you have access to that. And so uh, go do that. And then also make sure to go join the Church Law Group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search Law and Church, and you will find that group. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thanks, everyone. Yep, And we will uh, see you next week.